Hello again, friends. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Um, this week's episode is going to be kind of a short and sweet, but with like a powerful punch. And it came to me not like in a dream or anything, but I realized I caught myself doing something last week. And it was something simple, but I realized that I am so used to making myself smaller as a woman in every aspect of life to make other people feel comfortable. So, I mean, it's talked about so much more nowadays that women who are larger than life, who are outspoken, confident, um, educated leaders are often labeled with other words like bossy, demanding, domineering. Whereas if a man were to do the same things, you know, those words aren't quite as inflammatory. You know, they're celebrated. They're, they're, they're a leader. They're, they should be a boss. They're just confident and strong. And so I just wanted to talk today about some things that I catch myself doing in everyday life where I am shrinking myself and making myself feel smaller so that other people are less uncomfortable by my confidence or how big I am or whatever it may be. So that's what we're going to dive into today. I'm super excited that you're here to join us and yeah, let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. Okay, so this episode really started last week. I was in my apartment complex walking to check the mail, and we don't have very big sidewalks, but it's really pretty, and someone was walking towards me on the sidewalk, and I caught myself like hunching my shoulders in and looking down at the ground and literally making myself smaller so as to not make this other person feel uncomfortable. And I I was like, why did I just do that? Like I didn't choose to do that. It just naturally happened. And so then I started to think like, why why did I do that? And I started to think, well, what are some other ways that I do that that could be affecting many other things, whether it's an example for my kids on on how women should exist in the world and the the rights that we have to exist in the world or or even for myself in in business or in this podcast or whatever, like why am I making myself smaller to make other people feel more comfortable? And really, when you think about it, I mean, if you think about growing up, you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties as a kid, and women were supposed to be smaller. We were supposed to be there to assist people and help other people. And, you know, I was raised that I was going to grow up and get married and be a mom. And then I am at the expense of everyone else. I'm not supposed to overshadow my husband or I'm supposed to put the kids first above me and things like that. And let's be honest. No, (laughs) like just no, no. Women should not exist like that. And I'm a strong advocate especially for mothers, to not lose themselves in motherhood. Embracing motherhood is a beautiful thing. Losing yourself in motherhood so that you exist for other people 
is not. It's not a beautiful thing. And as much as it can look beautiful on the outside, it's often not reflected on what we're feeling inside. So I wanted to mention today a few ways that I noticed and thought about making how women make themselves feel smaller so that other people are less uncomfortable. And I'm going to go through them so that we can recognize them and make a conscious choice to change them. So the first one, like I said, is when you walk by someone on the sidewalk. I I do it almost every time now I've noticed. And I make myself a little smaller. I stand off to the side. I look at the ground. No. When you're walking past someone, put your shoulders back. Stand tall. Look that person in the eye. Smile. Keep your head up. Don't make yourself smaller just because you are walking next to someone else's physical space. Because you deserve to be there as much as that other person. And the second one is I have, and I've been working on this one for quite a while, especially in business. It's using the word just. Using the word just makes my words smaller. When you send an email of someone that is not responding or hasn't finished tasks that they're responsible for, someone on your team that is not holding up their end of the bargain. You say, hey, I just wanted to check in. You know, I just wanted to see where you were at with this task. I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to push you, but I just want to know because we're coming up on our deadline. As opposed to saying, I'm checking in to see your progress. You know, our, our goals are to be completed by this Friday. I noticed that we're not quite on track. What can we do to fix that? The amount of confidence that's in that second sentence and that second way of saying things is drastically different. And so I actually started doing this because I think I saw it somewhere online or in a podcast. Someone mentioned this. And so I started doing that years ago. I will I will freeform type my emails, you know, just the way I would do it conversational or bullet pointed or whatever it needs to be. And then I'll go through and read them again. And I almost every time there's at least three or four just words in there that when I take it out, my email has so much more impact and strength and carries more weight because I'm not, I'm not excusing my words or excusing myself for doing what I'm responsible for doing or what I'm expected to do or anything like that. So that's another one that I wanted to point out for all of you wonderful women out there. Another one is the I'm sorry, but statement. (laughs) And I mean, it's, it's baffling to me how many times I do that too. And especially like working in the service industry, I do it often. I'm sorry, but unfortunately, we don't allow that kind of behavior. I'm sorry, ma'am, but your ID has to be valid for me to serve you alcohol. Like, why am I apologizing? Like, you know, your ID is not valid. You know, it's six months expired. You know, I can't serve you. Why am I apologizing for you doing something that I have to correct? And it's more often than not in those instances where you are having to point something out or make a correction for someone on their behavior or their words or things like that. Like, I'm sorry, but let me just explain to you how life works. No, stop apologizing. Offer alternatives to that. Like, hey, excuse me, I noticed that your idea is expired. Because of the state laws, we cannot serve you alcohol. Um, and it's funny because this one is, it's not referencing an actual apology. Like you're not apologizing for anything you've done wrong. 
we're using it as an intro to buffer and like pad the fact that we have to say something that someone might not like or that we're standing up for a belief or ourselves or for something that we're responsible for at work. If you start a sentence with I'm sorry, but and then say something that is completely expected for you to say, you're making yourself smaller. You're making your words smaller. You're making your impact smaller in what you're trying to accomplish. And you shouldn't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And I'm asking you to stop doing it. Because I, and I, again, just to be clear on all these things I'm saying, these are things that I recently realized that I do. So now I'm consciously trying to break these habits. But it is hard, man. (laughs) It is hard. Another way I notice that women make themselves feel smaller or they make themselves smaller so that other people feel bigger is with our schedules. And this is a big one because I spent years, literally years, over exerting myself, overbooking myself, never saying no to anything. Oh, someone needs help moving? Sure, no problem. I'll move back my six meetings and, you know, my sleep and anything else that I needed for myself to help you move. And I'm not saying don't do your friends a favor, but to be honest, also, if you are over 30, hire movers. Your friends don't want to break their backs for it. It's not worth a bottle of wine. Just hire movers. It will make your whole life better. Now, that's not to say that you don't have responsibilities and things that you need to do every week. But like if you listen back to one of our previous episodes, which was talking about developing a personal self-care plan. Booking those things into your schedule first before you allow other people access to your schedule is a great way to prevent yourself from using your schedule to shrink yourself. If you put yourself as a priority on your own schedule first, and then you can take other needs. Then at work, you can you know book those meetings or conference calls. Or you can say, unfortunately, this week I am overbooked. I cannot take that meeting until Monday at 4 p.m. That is my next availability. And I know it can be really scary at certain jobs. Me personally, I have always made myself overly available to my employers to my own detriment every single time. Every single time I have done this, it is to my own detriment. And I I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? I mean, I learned that lesson now. But what was I thinking? Why why didn't I say no? Why did I work 14-hour days four days in a row? Like, no. Where was my respect for my own schedule? Where was my respect for my own needs? And where was my my priority in that that has to be first and then I fill in everything second because it goes back to that adage of you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to keep filling yourself up in ways like having a personal self-care plan, focusing on your mental health, your emotional health, whether it's your meditation, whether it's your bubble baths or your time at the gym, or just having coffee for 10 minutes by yourself in the morning before everyone else wakes up. Those things need to be your priority so that when you are at your job or when you are with your children or when you are spending time with friends and family, you can be more present there because you've already taken care of yourself because you chose not to shrink yourself for other people's schedules. And another thing is in relation to the work aspect. I was talking to a coworker of mine and she's younger than me. She's, you know, 22-ish and she's going on a road trip. And 
And she was telling me that she's nervous about it. She's like, I've never done anything like this. This is all new for me. I'm scared, but I'm excited. And I looked at her and I said, I, go for it. Any opportunity you get to do these things, do it. I said, because otherwise you will wake up like me in your mid 30s, realizing that you never traveled. You never went anywhere. I worked. I was a complete workaholic. But to my detriment, because I didn't have respect for my schedule, I shrank my schedule to make everyone else's schedule work. And then I woke up one day with kids in a family where now traveling is more expensive and and more difficult and things like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, all that time where I was making good money and had no responsibilities, I never used it for anything that I could have used it for. I didn't I didn't go on trips. I didn't I didn't go to festivals. I didn't go to concerts, very few of them. Like I didn't do anything. What was I thinking? No one told me that there was value in saving your schedule for yourself. No one told me that there was value in creating those memories for yourself. No one told me that there was value in taking time off of work. Instead, I was the one that covered everyone else's time off. Everyone around me was doing all of these things. Oh, I'm going to a concert for the weekend. Oh, I'm going to Mexico for a few days. Oh, I'm going to drive up the coast. I'm going to Portland, anything. And I never did any of it when I was younger. And so now, you know, I'm in my mid-30s and now it's definitely a priority. Seeing new places every year is something I do. Every single year I go to a new place because I'm, one, making up for lost time. But because too, I finally had this realization in my mid 30s that I have spent my life up until now working or living to work. Like I lived to wake up and go to work and I loved my work. Don't get me wrong. I love my job. That's not the point. The point is that I could get fired at any point from any job tomorrow. Unless you are the owner of a company, I hate to break it to you, but you are completely replaceable. Completely replaceable. I don't care how much you've done for a company. Unless you are the owner and your name is on the business license, you are replaceable. And I spent my whole working career thinking, oh, well, they couldn't do it without me, so I can't take a vacation because I've made myself smaller because their needs are bigger than mine. I'm going to tell you right now, that is absolutely not true. It's not true. It is a lie that is developed so that employees do not value themselves enough so that companies can undervalue you. That's literally what it is. And whether they're doing it intentionally or not, whether it's this malicious intent is not my point. My point is that it's capitalized on, especially in the food and beverage industry. So I just, I had that realization. And now anytime I get a chance to tell anybody else who's like on the fence about going to do the fun thing, I'm like, do it, do it. Whether, I mean, and that doesn't just mean traveling, go take an art class. Go take a photography class. Go get your manicurist license if that's something that interests you. Just do it. If something sparks your passion and your interest, do it. Find a way to do it. Because wouldn't you much rather wake up one day in retirement going, man, I have done so many things. How freaking cool is that? Instead of waking up going, man, I worked my whole life. And what memories do I have to show for it? What stories do I get to tell my grandkids or my neighbors or my friends? Like what my stories are our work. I don't want that to be my story. 
My story is travel. My story is laughter. My story is food. My story is memories. My story is experiences, taking risks, taking chances, reading that book, making that piece of art, eating that food, like laughing, doing the crazy thing. I don't know what it is for you. For me, most of my exciting travel is rotated around food. I'm going to be completely honest. I have a list of cities that I want to visit strictly because there's a restaurant in that city that I want to eat at. (laughs) But it's different for everyone. As long as you're not shrinking your schedule to make everyone else's schedule work, you'll have a little more of that balance. You'll, You'll have a little more of that strength and that confidence to sit there and say, I deserve to go do these things. And you absolutely should. And the last one I want to talk about is kind of like twofold. So it's, first of all, not sharing your wins. So often when a woman talks about an accomplishment, they are labeled as bragging or having too big of an ego or being self-centered. But the truth of the matter is that that mentality exists to keep women small That mentality exists to keep women, you know, in a box or in a role as a homemaker or in a role as less than or subservient to to somebody or an assistant or whatever it may be. That mentality is meant to keep us out of boardrooms, to keep us out of those CEO positions, to keep us out of the limelight. And that's just complete and utter crap. So I'm here to tell you to celebrate your wins. And that is in anything. That is, you know, if like I remember when I had little babies and we were teaching them sign language before they could talk. The first time my daughter told me she wanted more using sign language, that's a win. Celebrate that. You imparted that wisdom on your child. If you get a promotion at work, celebrate. Text your friends. Be like, hey, we're going out to celebrate. I did a great thing. Go me and the right people in your circle will be right beside you cheering you. And like I said, it's anything, whether you hit a fitness goal, whether you drank water seven times in a row, the amount you needed seven days in a row, any little win, you need to celebrate yourself, celebrate. And I'm not talking like, oh, let's go spend all the money. No, but share it, share it with your supporters, share it with your, your people and your in your self-care team, like those people that you know are there to push you, your accountability partners, your, your partner in your relationship, your parents, your friends, whatever. Celebrate your wins because you deserve to and because men get to do it blissfully without a label and we need to have the same, same mentality. And the other one is, is to stop minimizing what you do. And I catch myself doing this all the time, especially with this podcast. Um, I, I'm i like, oh, yeah, I haven't even told half the people I know. I've, I've been so quiet about it because I'm still at that imposter phase and I'm working through it and I'm not letting it stop me. But I also don't stand up and shout it from the rooftops like, hey, I'm on episode 11. I made it through 10 episodes of a podcast that I, previous to doing this, had no idea how to record, had no idea how to edit or post it like I figured it all out because that's what you do and I have every right to celebrate that and so when people ask me what I do even now I catch myself like oh yeah I work at a restaurant and then I I just own a business on the side well no I've owned my business for almost four years 
That's not a side hustle. That pays my bills. I need to be proud of that. Just because I don't have some massive office in LA doesn't mean that what I've accomplished is not big and awesome and deserving of praise and wins and celebration by me for me. I deserve to do that. And so do you. And so, you know, I have very few people that I talk about, like, my big, big goals with. But those people in my life, man, I can share all of my big, hairy, audacious goals. And they stand there with, like, bells and whistles on. And they're like, yes, we love it. We're here to see it. And so I have this small group of people where I can text them and be like, oh, my gosh, I hit episode 10. Or I have people calling me being like, oh, I actually shared your podcast with someone who told me they loved it. That was the first time my best friend of almost 30 years called me to say that one of her coworkers in a big corporation that she works for listened to my podcast and liked it. And that made my whole week, man, like you don't even know. And so I would never have had that like elated feeling if me and her or her and I, you know, proper English and all, didn't have that relationship where we're like, hey, I build you up and you build me up. And I'm calling you to tell you that you have a win and you get to celebrate and you did a freaking awesome thing. Like, how cool is that? So first of all, if you don't have someone like that in your group, find them. They're out there, whether it's for personal, like if you if you need someone to be that for you, for your fitness goals, go on Instagram. I'm sure you can find someone whose entire like you'll, you can connect with and they're going to be like, yes, you did it. Yes, you lost 0.5 pounds. That's freaking awesome. You deserve it. I'm so proud of you. If you don't have that in your life in one way or another, and it doesn't have to be everybody, but if you don't have that coming from somewhere that matters to you, you need to get it. So the way to get it is to step one, do it for yourself. Celebrate yourself with yourself. If you don't have anybody in your circle right now like doing that, great. Celebrate it for yourself. Write down that win that you had that day. Put it on your bathroom mirror and be like, I'm so proud of myself. Put it on a post-it. Take it to work with you. Whatever you have to do, celebrate yourself first. And in that energy, in that spirit of like, I'm so freaking excited. I'm so proud of myself. Go find someone else that has that mindset. It's not that hard to do with the internet out there. Go find a Facebook group. Go find an Instagram friend. Message someone. Be like, hey, I noticed you have a really positive you know, mindset with this, I I would really love to, um, you know, connect and maybe share our wins with each other and just boost each other up. The worst they can do is say no. Why not? You deserve it. I just want to say like so often our, our achievements aren't as celebrated as big and as openly and as easily as men. And it's just something that we have to constantly work to change. So Start by celebrating yourself. Start by standing up tall when you walk by someone on the sidewalk. Smile. Look them in the eye. It's not going to hurt. Take take the word just out of your emails because you don't need to just do something. You just need... Well, see, I just did it. Oh my gosh. You don't need to just do something. Do what you want to do. Do what's on your list. Do what you set out to accomplish. Stop starting your sentences with I'm sorry, but... Stop making excuses for you having an opinion. You don't need to do that. Stop giving your calendar to other people before you give it to yourself. Stop booking other people's needs from you before you book your own needs. Stop 
minimizing your wins. Stop minimizing the amazing things that you do on a daily freaking basis. Just stop it. I did it again. (laughs) Oh, you can see how hard it is when it's totally, totally ingrained in how we were raised and how we were told to talk about ourselves. It's so frustrating. But I'm here to say you deserve to be bigger than life. You deserve to celebrate yourself. You deserve to stand tall. You deserve to respect yourself and love yourself and do that in all of the ways that you desire and you say are necessary. You get to do that. Like I said in last week's episode, you get to teach people how to treat you. So if that means with your schedule or or maybe every time you try and celebrate something about yourself or celebrate your when someone interrupts you, you have every right to say, I'm not interested in being spoken to that way. I'd like to share what I was going to say. You don't have to be rude, but you can be firm. You don't have to be aggressive, but you can be assertive. And you deserve to do all of it. So I know this was kind of me going on a little rant this week, a little short and sweet, but it just really resonated with me all week. And I guarantee after listening to this episode, you're going to notice it in little things throughout the day. And when you notice it, I really, really encourage you to stop for a moment and find a way to pivot it so that you're not making yourself smaller. Stop making yourself smaller so that other people can feel bigger. We have to stop doing it. We deserve to do so much more. So I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. If this resonated with you at all, please screenshot it, share it on social, tag a friend, send it to a friend. Um, And absolutely, please subscribe to the podcast channel on whatever platform you're on. It definitely helps me to understand and know more of what you're thinking. And if you want to contact me, you can go to the website, owningyourauthenticity.com. You can submit a message to me via email or just DM me on Instagram at owningyourauthenticity. I'd really love to hear from you guys. I hope that throughout the rest of this week, you catch yourself feeling, making yourself smaller and then you make yourself feel a little bit bigger, a little more truer to your true size, which is big and beautiful in this world and every essence of your energy and everything that you are. And I really just hope you guys have a great week. So I'll talk to you next week. Mm